0: My name is Judith Hannon, and I am the uh, author of a book called The Right Prescription, Telling Your Story to Live With and Be. I'm talking today with another Judith, Judith Kelman. Um, I met Judith because I am a volunteer mentor with the Memorial Sloan Kettering uh, Cancer Center's Visible, Inc. program where I work with patients who want to write, and Judith is the founder of that program. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Hi, Judith.
1: Hello, Judith. How are you?
0: I'm good. (laughs) Um, So why don't you give us a little background on Visible Ink, why you started it, um, your own personal experience with it, and I'll chime in if I have something that I want to add.
1: Okay, great. So I founded Visible Ink in 2008. And the genesis of it, as I realized after the program was underway, was that I lost a close friend to cancer when I was 17. He He was 18, 18. his name was Stephen, And that was at a time when there was huge stigma around cancer. And so even as I witnessed his illness and felt compelled to share in his experience, we were muted in terms of discussing what he was going through. Trying to be hang out and tell jokes and make light of the very difficult experience he was going through, but we both understood without anybody ever telling us that the word cancer was never to be mentioned. And I, on some level although it was not apparent to me, have been haunted by that ever since, by that idea that someone would go through a serious illness and perhaps succumb to that illness and not have his voice and not have his story available to him or to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And so in 2008, when I learned that Memorial Sloan Kettering, which has wonderful programs of all sorts for patients. When I learned that they did not have a writing program, I, as a writer, thought, well, I should start a program. And I designed it also in retrospect as I would want it to have been for me had I been a patient. So I, I thought people should be able to write about anything they wish in any form, and wouldn't it be wonderful if each patient had a volunteer writing mentor to work with. And that's how the program has evolved. So we are fundamentally a one-on-one program. We have welcomed over 1,200 patients. We have nearly 200 volunteers. And like you, Judith Hannon, they are excellent writers, superb mentors, people with varied background. They share in common that a love of Story in writing, a belief that writing can help patients, and a desire to give their time.
0: The um, when you were talking about um, Stephen, you mentioned your frustration that his story was not only av- it wasn't available to him, but it also wasn't available to anybody else. Right, and I find that that is. Um, so important to understand because when i wrote my first book motherhood exaggerated i would do readings and then you know just people would line up and tell me their stories one after right. the other after the other and it was almost as if they were waiting for someone to go first and as soon as someone went then they said okay you know now i can tell my story and so there is so much value in in the shared story. And Invisible Ink, it may just be the sharing of the story with the mentor, but there is still that, um, the sharing. I think the sharing is, is just a really important component. Yeah, I agree
1: it. with you. I think that the, the currency of human in- is story. You know, I meet mm-hmm. you, and... The way we get to know one another is that I tell you part of my story, you tell me part of yours. And the people who join Visible Inc. want to share their stories, often with a broader audience, not just with their mentor, although they're welcome to do that, stories. Yeah, why don't to do you, why
0: don't you uh, talk about those opportunities because they're so much fun?
1: Well, we have learned over the years how much people want to share their stories, both for generous reasons and for reasons of their own, they want to leave something, they want a legacy, they want to share their stories with friends and family or with the community at large. And so every year we put out a call for story submissions. Everybody in the program is welcome to submit and we get hundreds of submissions, short pieces. They can be poetry, they can be fiction, nonfiction, essays, they can be about the experience with cancer or not. Mm -hmm. And we have a selection committee that picks pieces to be published in an anthology that we, the program, self-publishes. And from those many submissions, we select about 15 that are produced and performed in a live show that happens every spring, professional actors, singers, and dancers from Broadway, film, and television volunteer to come in and perform these pieces. We have an artistic director, and it's an immensely popular popular event. We have over 500 people attend. We show it oh, on yes. closed circuit throughout the institution, and it really is the high point of our year when we can see pieces by our patients come to life and witness their joy and their involvement and their families and friends. and It's it's an immense experience for me and I think for a lot of people.
0: So I know that um, you post these live performances online. If people wanted to check it out, how, what, what, where do they go to do that?
1: Our webpage is Visible Ink at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. So the, the webpage is mskcc.org forward slash Visible Ink. but the easier way to find it is Google Visible Inc., not invisible right. at Memorial Sloan Kettering and our page will come up and on our page are past performances.
0: I must say that's actually how I get to your website also because I never
1: Well I must say <laughs> I do it also because remembering visible ink you know, it's just it's more complicated than it needs to be.
0: Yeah. Um, I know that my busiest time as a mentor is, is around that deadline when when the submissions are are due for the anthology. And um, some people actually think that that's, that's my whole job is just to get them <laughs> a piece for the anthology. And then after the anthology is published, they think that, that I'm not available anymore. And I have to tell them, you know, I'm yours all year round. And you can, you know call me and send you stuff whenever you want. Right, and yeah. for as
1: long as they wish. And I I think that takes some tweaking, that the the focus and the energy is brought up around those submissions. But honestly, that is not what we're about. And yeah. we do have yeah. people writing with us all year. But mm-hmm. I find that I have to remind the people with whom I'm working that I'm happy to hear from them anytime. And that the ongoing communication and the the value of their stories and and their healing around their stories is ongoing. So I agree with you that that the one kind of negative around the anthology and the reading is that, that intense focus. And we are working on other reasons for people to... Put their energy into this as the year goes on, but a lot of our participants are active all the time.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, but you know, mine, mine come and go. Some of them take a sure. a little urging and, and things like that. Um, but I also think it's it's what I love about the program is that it's for people who. You know, maybe haven't been in, in a patient for 20 years. I mean, it's
1: it's. It's for anybody. Really it's for anybody. The more of on right, right, because and the so experience, the that, yeah, the, the go experience ahead. certainly sticks with you. you know, yes. Once you've been through a serious <laughs> illness like that, it is something that that people want to process and need to process, and that becomes a part of their 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 self. You know, it becomes a part of who they are.
0: Exactly. And I mean, I, as, as you know, I know that from personal experience. Absolutely, um,
1: yes. My daughter and Nadia,
0: this is what brought me into the program was, um, and as you know, I, it took me a few years to make the commitment um, sure. to doing it, but um, having written about my daughter's experience um, as a patient at Memorial Sloan Kettering and her recovery and all the writing that I did afterwards, and which ended up being my first book, Motherhood Exaggerated, Um, And all the writing that Nadia, I mean, Nadia was eight at the time, but, Mm -hmm. you know, for the two years after that, she did an awful lot of writing about it, and she even, surprisingly to me, wrote her college essay on the theme of um, science versus religion, answering the question of of why you get cancer and realizing that neither of them has the answer, you know, that one can tell you how and the other one can provide you with comfort, Uh, but... Not neither of them. Nothing really can answer the question why.
1: Um, no, but the but the questions exist, and being there for patients at any stage in their healing, which can be from diagnosis through living with ca- cancer as a chronic illness or post recovery. You no, know, we're here for for the notion, and and I appreciate your having writing to heal in the title of your book, because it's one thing to be cured and quite another to be healed. Huge difference, yes. And it happens that when people, and and I'm including families, because we also work with caregivers and with staff members and faculty members and with people healing from loss. I mean, we work with people touched by this at all levels in the institution. And what we note is that that healing process, often has nothing to do with the science or the treatment. It right. has a lot more to do with getting to the place in your personal growth and healing where you really can process those stories at a at a greater remove, which right. enables so, and, and, you to, and, to get past it. Yeah,
0: because, you know, I, <clears throat> I, I don't like it when, when people say, <clears throat> you know, you should be over it, or, you know, I just don't think, I think we move with these, we live, we travel through life with these things that have happened to us, and how, as you say, how we process it, and how heavy it can be changes, it can get lighter, but I think it's always there. Um, Absolutely, and
1: and by the way, I I share your aversion to that kind of prescriptive, here's when you should be over this, and here's what you should be feeling, because... There is no right answer. There is no path that anybody must follow to be good at healing, or good at loss, or good at grief, or good at any of those things. It's it's highly individual, which is why we keep it highly individual.
0: Exactly, and I think also, you know, you mentioned that when Stephen was ill, that there was a, you know, nobody said the word cancer, and and certainly the um, things have changed, but. I do think that there is still a lot of, um, if it's not, I wouldn't call it shame. There's self-consciousness about um, about being ill. I've been following the, the feed on Humans of New York, and I mm-hmm. think it was Dr. Riley who talked about once you get this diagnosis, you feel you be- you become the other, and right. and that you have to remember that you're still the same person. You have this exactly. other thing that happened to you. Um, and I've heard you talk about Stephen and how um, he talked about his narrative going one way and all of a sudden the narrative changes.
1: Absolutely. And, but
0: that, that doesn't make you a different person, but you still feel like you're, you're so different from everybody else all of a sudden. Um, you
1: now, one of the things I do in this program is I welcome every patient, so I do all the intake. Mm-hmm. And it's a recurrent theme that people will call and say, I was diagnosed with X. And I run, I eat kale, you know, I'm a right. good person. I don't do <laughs> right. these bad things. Why did this happen to me? And I found myself just yesterday saying something that's really pretty bold and probably won't win me a lot of friends. But people often talk about Susan Sontag and that kingdom of the, li- of the sick and kingdom of the well. Mm-hmm. And what I've concluded after a meeting a huge number of people who have had either directly or indirectly an, ex- an intimate experience with serious illness? I don't think there's a kingdom of the well and a kingdom I was of the just about dead. to say that. Like who, no, I don't
0: who can think make so. I to think
1: that? I'd rather say we're all in this leaky boat together, and we're either sick or we're pre-sick or mm. tune in tomorrow. But it is that otherness, I think. That creates the problem for patients. You know what did I do wrong? Why me? Am I now inferior somehow? Do, do I deserve this? And even though people consciously know they don't, that whole business of you're sick and I'm not puts people on different sides of the fence, and i and I yeah. don't like it. I think it's it's unfortunate and it's something we should battle against as a community of people in that big leaky boat.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, what's great about Visible Link is this community that um, evolves. I mean, so I'm, because when I go to these readings and things, I always see, you know, a, a patient or a former patient, they come in little groups, you know, they get to know each other. And when you have that uh, the fall festival and there's a lunch and everybody's sitting around, um, it just... There's absolutely no stigma at that point. No,
1: absolutely. And by the way, we have, as we've evolved, we have people who have been patients who join us as mentors and
0: mm-hmm. people who
1: have been mentors who join us as patients. Patience. We have yeah. faculty members who join us as patients. And, you know, gradually those barriers and, and whatever differences were perceived to exist really disappear. So in in joining together and sharing stories, we become a much bigger community, and I think a much more effective community. Yeah. Do you have any plans
0: for doing, changing Visible Link at all, or growing it, or?
1: Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. We have been we have been growing at an accelerating pace. Mm-hmm. We have some initiatives in mind to further disseminate narrative, to give our patients more opportunities to be heard,
0: mm-hmm. to
1: do more as as a community. And the institution, meaning Memorial Sloan Kettering, increasingly embraces us, which is wonderful. And yeah. we are really standing at a very interesting crossroads in terms of the program where we have grown from a kind of a small defined program to a pretty big one. And we've been fortunate because we have terrific people like you who are willing to help us. We have a wait list of people wishing to mentor with us. And we've learned what what is the skill set that's really important. And it's really not all about writing. It's really about mm-hmm. empathy and understanding and and getting through those barriers and honoring stories and being a witness. And you know there are so many elements. We invite people no matter what their writing level, no matter what their background, no matter what their educational level, any age. So we really are trying to say, let's come together, let's benefit all of us from the stories we have and the experiences we've lived. And Mm -hmm. I'm increasingly energized and excited about this effort. And, And all of us are part of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a real range of uh, participants in terms mm-hmm. of what they want to do with their writing. I, most sure. of them actually want to be serious writers, so that's um, that makes it interesting for me um, mm-hmm. because they really want to challenge themselves. Some of them don't want to write about illness at all. I have one who right. I call, and I've told her this, I call her a... Um, the cancer, the cancer World's version of Joan Rivers. I mean, she's just
1: so <laughs> We funny. have a lot of funny people, I'll say that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I have, um, you know, just some, all, uh, you know, I've got a couple of poets. I have mm-hmm. uh, uh, two people, the, the Joan Rivers and another woman who are deeply religious, and mm-hmm. that gets factored into their writing, which is really interesting for me because I... I I, I don't have faith i certainly have a certain religious practice, but I don't have faith and so it's 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 all just so interesting
1: as a man yeah i find I find that too and and one of the the privileges of being involved with visible Inc is that I learn yeah I'm not just there to mentor other people in a in a very profound way they mentor me they teach me about myriad of ways of coping with very, very difficult life circumstances and for some it's humor and for some it's faith and for some it's something else completely Mm -hmm. or some combination of things and all of that is instructive and I think very generous on the part of our participants. They're not just coming to the program which is free to participants. We're supported by grants and donations but they give us the The very special honor of sharing their stories with us, and some of them have changed my perspective on how things can be done
0: mm-hmm. yeah i would um i I find almost everybody to to really be full of inspiration um, and you know it's, it's hard to say whether. You know, I don't know whether this is a self-selective group or not because they have chosen to take this action to help in the healing process, but um, I do find that, yes, I mean, they are sharing so much about their lives with us and and then
1: with each other. Um, so yeah, well, it it's indeed... also true that writing is not for everyone, and that's yeah. fine. I yeah. think that offering... A number of modalities is terrific, but I also think that we've shown that for people for, who call and say, you know, I've never written before, I'm not a good writer, or I, I don't know if I can do anything like this, having a mentor and being in a safe space is, can be magical for people. So that I've seen people say, oh, I've never written anything, or I'm not a good writer, or you, you just sense their, their reticence. Mm-hmm. And they get started, and once they feel safe and once they feel affirmed, it's amazing what happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've it's had really participants amazing. who discover poetry, who have never written poetry, and they they write stunning poetry. And you think, "Where is this coming from?"
0: Yeah.
1: And obviously it was there before. <laughs> but we give them permission mm-hmm. and and we they know that we, we're happy to receive whatever it is they want to write.
0: Are there any other programs like this elsewhere?
1: You know, I don't know of any. I have gotten calls from 35 institutions all over the world saying, mm-hmm. we want a program like this. How do we do it? Mm-hmm. And my opening line is always, first you find a crazy person. I you was know. say, first you find a <laughs> Judith Kellman. <and laughs> well, you know, I am, I am clearly not the only person in the universe by any means who could do this. But when I started it, it was a matter of convincing Memorial Sloan-Kettering, which is a wonderful but, you know, august, venerable institution, Mm -hmm. that this was a sensible thing to try. And then I was in a position and willing to do this as a volunteer. And I feel that I have gotten better than I've given, and I know that can be cliche, but I, I really, really, truly feel that way. But uh, going forward, obviously we're going to need paid staff and we're going to need a much more professional and larger organization, and, and it's evolving that way, which is great. Yeah, Which it's it's terrific. is terrific. But we, well, we're also in a u- unique situation because we're in New York where mm-hmm. we have so many talented writers and so many giving, generous people, and because we're at Memorial Sloan Kettering, which is an incredible institution. Yeah. And, and it just, it, I mean, I know when
0: Nadia was there, the, um, there was so much attention paid to the patient experience and right? The kindness, and the, even the people who swept the floor, um, it is just so much a part of the culture there.
1: And it's not, yeah, it is in, I say that it's in their corporate DNA, and I believe it, and I don't even think that they understand as an institution how unusual they are.
0: Yeah, so I'm the yeah. fly on the
1: wall. I receive the calls from people who are going through things that you would not sign up,
0: right.
1: and they call and tell me how much they love Memorial Song Catering. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, it's, it's it definitely
1: is a, a place apart. That's for sure. I agree, and that's beautifully said. And I and I think that that's that really defines it. That that they put the patients above everything. That's what they care about. They care about curing and healing. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, you know, I think that helping somebody to get better is wonderful and critical, but if you cure the body and the person is broken, that's not such a good good way to leave it. That's right. Um, Judith, if people wanted to
0: donate... Or volunteer. Is that on your web page also?
1: Yes, it's all on our web page. Um, we have a giving page that you can link to through our web page, mm-hmm. which again is visible ink at Memorial Sun Kettering. Mm-hmm. And if you should type in visible ink in a Google bar and get the tattoo parlor, that's not us. <laughs> I've done that too. <laughs> But we typically come up first, especially if you say writing program. And of course, we're happy for anybody that's interested to contact me. My information is on the webpage. Happy to tell you more about the program, happy to talk to you about getting involved. Um, I think it's great, and I think that what you're doing, Judith Hannon, is terrific because in writing about your experience as a parent and your experience with writing and healing you're you know a very important part of this community
0: yeah
1: well it means a lot to me for sure um well and it shows so. and and the people that work with you appreciate that and you bring a you bring a special perspective and that's that's great
0: well, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk. I know that you could probably talk about Visible ink all the time um, but uh, I, I really just appreciate and so grateful for, for what you do and for my opportunity to participate in it. Um, well, and in we're closing, delighted I'll to have
1: you as, as one of our mentors. Thanks.
0: In closing, I'll just say for my information, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, it's um my website is www.judithhannonwrites.com, and uh, you can follow me on um, Twitter at Judith Hannon, and it's H-A-N-N-A-N. So that's about it. Okay, um, terrific. Good, thanks, good to talk thanks, to you. Thanks, Thank, Thank you, Judith. Thank you.